John the Revelator saw some of that beautiful land and described it. And we have some of that in Revelation chapter 21, verses 23 through 27. Revelation 21, 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the lamp is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there is no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall be and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. In these last two chapters of the Revelation, we have a description of the new heaven and new earth, including the new Jerusalem. There's many aspects uh, that we could focus on, but uh, tonight I'm interested in that book. It's called The Lamb's Book of Life. Those of you who like to read will like heaven. There appears to be a vast library there. So if you're, if you're still a student and hit the books, I mean, get used to it. Uh, you're going to do it in heaven. Uh, granted, it will be more enjoyable in heaven and uh, certainly rewarding. But uh, we, we see throughout the Bible reference to uh, different books in heaven. In Malachi uh, 3.16, we read that they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, which is somewhat what we're doing during a testimony service. We're trying to encourage one another by declaring what God hath done. Anyway, the Lord hearkened and heard it. He did tonight. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. So if you forget a testimony that was given, even tonight, you'll have an opportunity to go to that library in heaven and check out a book. And I realize some read electronically. I have electronic books. I listen to books checked out from the library. But I'll tell you what, there's something about just holding a book in your hand. And I would like to think that that's the kind of library we have in heaven where we can actually lay hold of it and uh, take it with us and read it. But it, it will include a book of remembrance of some Victories that have been won down here. We, we read also in the 139th Psalm where we were formed in our mother's wombs. And thine eyes, God's eyes, did, did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written. So God had a plan not just for the forming of our bodies and of our minds, but for our life. 
before we were born. God had a predetermined plan in mind for us, but he gave us editorial prerogative, if you will. We, the decisions we make, our choices, end up crafting perhaps even a different plan than what God intended. I'm used to this from working at, at, at the office. In fact, they take these sermons that you see uh, published in the in the magazine, and it goes through an editorial loop, and the editors take what was delivered extemporaneously and end up making edits, and the final product is much better than what the preacher delivered in every case. Well, our editorial adjustments in life are not going to be better than what God planned at the outset, but he did give us that freedom. So we want to do our best to follow the plan that God had in mind from the beginning. John also declared at the end of his gospel that there were many other things that Jesus did, which if they should be written, every one, he said, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. There, there, was a lot, there were, were many things that could have been written that were not for you and me to read. We have plenty. We have enough. But in heaven, perhaps we can read the rest of it. But what's of interest here is one book in particular, and that is the Lamb's Book of Life. It's a book of life. So that's, that's fraught with meaning right there. It's, it's a book uh, that contains the registry of those who have made the determination to live eternally. So a book of life. It contains the, the names of those who will live forever with the Lord. Every soul will exist forever. But only those who have uh, chosen to be saved will live forever in heaven. And it's the Lamb's book of life. It's his book. I have many books. And in the front cover of the books, that, especially the ones that I really like, I write my name. That's, that's my book. If someone picks it up or if someone wants to borrow it, and they forget to return it to me, well, one day they'll look at that inside, uh-oh, I have, uh, that's not my book. It's my book. I want it back. But this book belongs to the Lamb. It's the Lamb's book of life. And your name is in it. That's of great value. It's a book full of uh, guests who have been invited to heaven and have accepted that invitation. It's not, not just anyone is admitted to heaven. I realize that secularly, when someone dies, they're automatically ushered publicly into a better place, even if they've led a life of debauchery. But that's, that's not how it, how it works. Your, your name needs to be in the book of life. It's like the uh, airline uh, uh, flight manifest, they call it. At one time, Debbie and I flew to the Dominican Republic years ago, 15 years ago maybe. And when we got ready to come back, I went to check in, and I had an airline ticket. My name was in the manifest, but Debbie's was not. Well, I, 
I'd like to think my Spanish came in handy, but Ola Isabel doesn't get you very far, really. So the, the brothers had helped guide us there, and we realized we didn't have one, and they, uh, we were able to acquire, acquire a ticket and get her name on the manifest. Well, your, your name needs to be in the registry. It needs to be in that Lamb's Book of Life. There's a criteria to, to be met. But if, if it's there, we will be admitted. If we've met the criteria and our name is entered in, in that registry, we will be admitted into heaven. And there doesn't have to be uncertainty. Just make your reservation. It reminds me of Debbie and I getting married on February 14, Valentine's Day, Saturday. So it was a popular day to get married in 1976. And we had a late wedding, which is, is a good reason, as you will hear, not to have a later wedding. But we drove from Dallas, where the wedding was, leaving Dallas about 10 o'clock and arriving at Lincoln City about midnight. We had reservations. But uh, I knocked on the door and told the, the people that we'll be showing up about midnight. And... Um, I couldn't get the attention of any, anyone in that hotel. It was called Edgecliff in, the, in that, those days. The building still exists, but under a different name, and maybe there's a reason why for that. But uh, we couldn't get in. So we went to the phone booth. There was a phone booth in the parking lot. Called back to Dallas to Brother Earl, who had officiated the wedding. He said, Brother Earl, we, I, we can't get in. And then you pound on the door. Yes, I pounded on the door. The lights are coming on, all the other guests. But no one opens the door. He said, I'll call. And so I went back to the door while he's calling. I heard the phone ringing. I wished I could go in and answer it and say, Hi, Brother Earl. But I couldn't get in, and I pounded while the phone rang. Well, it was Saturday night, Valentine's Day. We drove down the coast and up ways, couldn't find anything. So we drove back to Dallas and uh, arrived at our duplex that we had rented but not yet used at about 2.30 in the morning. So it was a bumpy start, but that was 45 years ago, and... We've done okay. But it won't be like that in heaven. If your name's on the registry, the door will open. Come on in. I've been expecting you. It's possible to be on any number of lists. You can make the Portland phone list if you come enough. But that doesn't put you on heaven's list. On the other hand, you may be on heaven's list and not be on the Portland uh, phone list. So the, the, the one list in heaven is the greater list. That's the more important one to be sure that your name is written there. Some ask, is, is it possible? for names once written in heaven to be removed. Well, the Bible suggests that it is. Throughout the Bible, we see many references to names being blotted out. When I was a teenager, our, our family's names were in the what we call the narthex of the uh, Westside Christian Church uh, in Roseburg because that's where my mother went to church uh, now and again. We didn't go there, but one time we went, and lo and behold, there, there, our names are all around up there. 
our names were there, but our names were not in heaven. Well, I, we haven't been there since Harlan and Debbie perhaps got married there because our church uh, wasn't big enough when they got married. So we haven't been there for 35 years or whatever it is. So I assume our names have been removed. I hope. But they're in heaven. Many of our names are in heaven. And that's, that's the greater one. After the golden altar was built or erected, um, Moses told the children of Israel, you've sinned a great sin. But he, he told them, I'll now go up to the, the Lord, back to the mount, and make atonement. So he went up there and asked uh, the Lord, Lord, yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and he did not seem to complete that sentence, at least not that we have recorded, but he said, if not, blot me, I pray, out of the book which thou hast written. He had a heart for God's people. Even Paul the Apostle wished or said he could wish himself accursed if it would save his people. But anyway, the Lord replied to Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. And we see repeated reference to that and to those whose names will not be blotted out of the book, including the church of Sardis. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. So in a sense, in this life, we have a probationary period, if you will. If we're faithful to God and to our commitments and to our consecrations, and have had our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it will remain there. I mentioned here a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't really finish the thought, it was totally extemporaneous, that it takes a, a, a very conscious and deliberate decision to get saved, and similarly takes us a, a conscious and deliberate uh, decision to backslide. And I had in mind at that moment those who... Uh, cast away their confidence when they really haven't sinned. No, you're just learning lessons. If you've not defied God or not done anything wrong, or you just don't feel saved, well, that's that's not backsliding. That's just not feeling. Uh, That's depending upon your emotions, and your emotions are no good judge of your standing in faith. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, it may not be as as deliberate and as instantaneous as getting saved that one backslides. It can be incremental decisions to uh, withdraw from uh, trusting God and uh, making decisions that were uh, that where you overrule the check of the spirit and eventually growing lukewarm until you find yourself in a position that you really have abandoned God. So don't use this notion that it takes a conscious, deliberate decision to backslide to cover up sinful conduct. That, that won't work at all. Consciences can be seared. And we can say to ourselves, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. Well, I've never been closer to God. You know, the, the Christian, uh, Christian history is littered with uh, 
testimonies, if you will, of those who have self-destructed. While claiming still to be saved, but their life does not back it up. So make sure your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and make sure you do keep the same zeal you had the day you got saved. And that to another church, he said, you're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm, and I would spew out of my mouth. Well, you know how it is. You can have hot coffee or iced coffee, but who in the world ever orders a lukewarm coffee? It takes, it takes a conscious effort to serve the Lord, to stick with it. It's not hard. You need not, need not live in fear. But you need to live the way you started, which was walking close to God, open to instruction, open to the checks of the Spirit, responsive uh, to uh, the Lord. That's, that's the kind of life that will make heaven. And uh, we're, we're in a company of those that are determined to do that. So there shall in no wise enter in, that verse 27, into it, that city, anything that defileth, nor whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. There's no sneaking in. There's no fraud. You know, here we, we got those, uh, received those stimulus checks that our grandchildren and great-grandchildren will pay after we're long, pay for it after we're long gone. Um, and I appreciate that to my present grandchildren and to their yet unborn children and their yet unborn grandchildren. But uh, I was the executor of my parents' estate, and so in the mail came to my mom and dad a stimulus check after they're in heaven. Thought, wow, this is, this is nice. No, I didn't. I didn't actually really think that. I thought this is this is disgusting. Now I see how the dead receive Social Security, but they don't get it. Somebody else gets it. Well, there's no fraud in heaven. There's no confusion. There are the there's the Book of Life. Your name's engraved there. You can go forward in this life with confidence. Because those who make heaven are those who have had their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So I guess the question at this moment is, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Can you point back to a moment in time where you made the decision and surrendered your life to God, turned from your sins? Can you look back? Uh, to that point in time, uh, in Luke, we see that there's uh, joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Well, there's joy on earth too. So uh, your name has been recorded. And then have you walked from then until now a path of, of faithfulness to the Lord? Sure, lessons need to be learned. Sure, there's a Christian uh, maturity uh, growth that will take place from that moment until we die, actually. What is your name still there. Can you point back to when it was written there and can you say with confidence, my name is still there 
I hope you can. I hope we all can. If you cannot answer affirmatively, take advantage of this time of prayer. We'll sing this invitation song and open the rest of the service for prayer.